Hi guys, I'm back. Welcome to the 30-ish going on 13. It's a bit strange to be doing this again, but I suppose better late than never. This is shockingly episode 8 and I'm surprised I've gotten this far uh, given that quarter 3, yep, it's been maybe a couple months now since the last time I came on this is that nothing much happened. Uh, I think maybe I went on one date in like August? I'm not even sure if it was August, maybe it was July. I can't remember, it was that long ago. Uh, clearly that didn't pan out, but I deleted the apps after that and I was just like, alright, you know what? That's good, it's alright. And as we wind down the year, it's quarter four now, I'm actually just coming to terms with being okay with it. It's funny because I started this year really, really gung-ho about all of this. <laughs> I freaking started a podcast and I wanted to document it. And then, of course, as, as usual, I get burned out and then I slow down and then I get lazy and that's it. But I really, really enjoyed recording this and I thought that, you know, maybe I could continue in some shape or form and maybe this is a bit of a transitional episode where it's still in the tail edges, you know, the tail end of me trying or me doing things and still not getting quite there yet, but yeah. Also in this episode, I actually talked to two of my really good friends, Chingai and Macy, um, about an article by a writer named Shani um, Silver for Refinery29, and then the title is uh, I'm... 36 and spoiler i'm okay or something like that uh we'll talk more about that later but yeah it's quarter four and the apps are still deleted and i'm not sure if i'm gonna install them again i mean i'm not saying never i'm just saying maybe not in the next couple of weeks i think i tend to be a single focus kind of person and now my single focus is uh, not dating (laughs) i actually signed up for well I try, I'm trying to do this three-month workout plan that friends are doing, and they said it works, so I'm trying it out, but it's taking up a lot of my time and willpower and energy because it's tiring. I didn't realize how out of shape I was until I tried it out, so as I work on myself, I, I as I'm focused on one app of the fitness kind, I have, I'm still okay with not having the other apps of the dating kind, and We'll see. I'm sure the fingers will itch again, the swipe, one day, but it's definitely not been these past couple of months. I also went on two trips these pa- this past couple of this quarter. So I visited my siblings and my uncle and a nephew and my cousins in August in the U.S. And I went for a wedding and I did my hopefully annual European journey. Um, I went to Greece, and I went to Berlin, and I went to Helsinki, and usually, usually it's on these trips that I actually turn the apps on. Uh, I turn Tinder on, I turn, yeah, usually Tinder, and it's on these trips that I feel like I have my game, and and although, like, what happens, right? I mean, it's a trip, you're never going to see these people again, it's a fun time, but clearly I'm not in that state of mind anymore, and it, it surprised me, because I guess... Last year, when I did go on a trip, I didn't have the apps, but that was because I was kind of seeing that guy, but not really seeing him. So it, it was, it's strange that this year I'm not seeing anyone, and I still didn't 
I didn't install it. And I think it's quite interesting that I'm just like, eh, well, maybe not, maybe. But it, it was refreshing to not be on the lookout. And I'm going to try, I'm trying, I'm trying. I can't will it, I know. I just, I'll, I'll talk about that more later. But it's just interesting that how funny, like in two or three years' time, I just have, I've just forgotten about the apps for a bit. This is a disclaimer, for sure I'm going to install it again one day. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm not closing my door. But I'm just, it's quite interesting that three three cities, well, six cities, technically, if I count the U.S. trip. But it's hard to do the apps while, when you're with family, you know? So, yeah, the European trip, I could have, but I didn't. And a strange feeling of satisfaction that I survived, I enjoyed, and I was okay without it. So, not bad. Uh, virtual path on my own back. Let's be honest, because I am... What's the point? Anyway, I think the real reason why I've deleted the apps and have been okay with it these past couple of months is because I have been crushing on a friend of mine and a guy that I work with. And we're not in the same team, but we work closely together. And I, 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 I had a crush on him since like maybe late last year when we first started working together. Which then turned into a larger crush when I realized we were neighbors and we ended up hanging out after work, on weekends, all in a very platonic way, of course. And it was interesting because I don't think I've crushed on like someone real in a long time. Maybe the last time I was about high school and well that didn't turn out quite well but this time around this guy was just really really a nice person and I kind of like was annoyed with myself like why do you have to like every nice person that comes to your world? Well, not everyone but obviously I don't question everyone but why this one? Don't ruin it. He's a nice person. Don't think this but I couldn't and I couldn't help it and I end up really really liking him and it's gone on for like almost a year now and some of my friends were giving me like this ultimatum. You have to tell him something. You have to say something. Say something that makes you cringe. And that made me think for a while. Like, what would make me cringe when I tell him? Because I'm quite open with him. And we've talked about past relationships and all that. But it's all in the guise of friendship. It's all very friendly and platonic. Uh, but again, you never know. And so the night before I left for my European trip, uh, we were having dinner. And I told him I confessed to... What made me cringe, well, the only thing that would really make me cringe was telling him that I I wanted to go out with him. I wanted to go on a date with him. And so I asked him in so many words. And <laughs> there was a bit of an awkward silence. And then I laughed and I told him. And he laughed. And he was like, I, I laughed at the absurdity of it, that I was actually doing it. I was stealing myself the whole dinner, telling myself, you got to do it, you got to do it. You know what, like, just end this. And it's good, actually. I mean, I, I have no regrets about telling him, about asking him out, because... I mean, if it if it made things awkward with the friendship afterwards and it worked, then I knew that we weren't that great friends after all. But also, it's just, it's good to get it out. It's been brewing inside of me, and I obviously wanted to let it out. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it, so I said it. And at first, he was like, yeah, yeah, we can, because I think I go, like, when I'm back, uh, do you want to go out? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we can hang out. And I like, you know what, let's make it clear. So I clarified, I go, oh yeah, no, not, not hang out, but like go out in like a more than friends way. And I think I laughed when I said it because like, what am I 
doing? What is this absurd? What are these words coming out of my mouth? And he also laughed because I was laughing. And uh, I mean, right then I was just kind of like, okay, this is a no. But you know what? Let's let him... Let's let him come to terms with this. This is clearly a shock to him. So I told him, you know, don't answer now. Have a think about it when I get back. If it's cool, then cool. And if it's a no, then I guess forget I ever said anything. And I don't regret saying it because obviously I'm still going to have to work with this person. And he's still my neighbor unless I move out, which I don't want to do. I love where I live. But yeah. I'm glad I didn't fixate on it when I when I left, and it's nice because like when I got home, we were still we we still messaged, and while I was away, we messaged a bit. Although we're not really big on messaging because we do hang out a lot, so like hanging out and like texting. Anyway, the point this thing seemed to be status quo, which is the best I could hope for, given the worst could be like a little utter rejection or whatever. And like, so while I was gone, it was normal. When I got back, uh, it was I guess normal, normal to the extent where. He obviously did not want to go out with me, at least not that way. And it's been a couple of weeks now since I got back, maybe like three weeks, and I have made strides to really, like, distance myself. Like, not because I don't want to be friends with him anymore, obviously I do, but I guess the sting of rejection is still there. And obviously that is expected, and that is something I knew could happen, but I can't... I can't fault him, and also, like, hey, it's good to know. And with that knowledge, I can then move on, hopefully, and just go on with my life. Is it, like, seeing him in the office is not awkward, which is good. I think I just make sure that I I try to lessen interaction, although it's hard because we do work together. But hopefully, down the road, I'll be okay. And I guess this is a lesson to me. Not, not, not. The lesson to me is, like, it's good, it's I, I'm still, and I have no regrets that I said it, because now I feel freer, and I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, and we did hang out once after, like, on a weekend, and it was, like, he seemed normal, but I was obviously still slightly ill at ease, just because, like, he knows, I know he knows, and that's that, so, I don't know, chalk it up to experience, and yeah. Let's see what happens to me outside of him and not even connected to this, but let's just see how I get through this next quarter. I hope I can stay strong in my resolve to better myself and not not be too hung up on it. And that was quarter three. We have a sneak, well, we have a conversation with Basie and Chingai, my two very good friends who I've gotten close to over the years and over the past couple of months more so. They've kind of helped me through this colleague friend drama as I would vent out my frustrations or just the feels. So it's interesting because I, I talked to them about this really interesting article in Refinery29. Um, and Macy sent it over to our group chat. It's called I've Been Single for 10 Years and Spoiler, I'm Fine. And it's good. I want to be fine. And I think talking to them and talking about this article definitely made me realize I will be fine. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Not in the next weeks, but I will be. And I'm hopeful everything will be okay.
I hope you guys enjoy it. So I've been trying to get Macy and Chingai <laughs> to join me on this podcast, and it's it's only you. Yeah, and it's it's because of this article that Macy sent to our uh, WhatsApp group that I really got interested in. Finally, I I saw a reason. She sent me the article. It was called. Mm-hmm. I'm 36, and I'm still single, and spoiler, I'm fine. And I thought it was the perfect way to really get my favorite people on the show. So, Macy, Chingai, thanks for joining me on 30-ish going on 13. Yay! (laughs) Hi! I'm so glad you guys could finally join me. Uh, I guess it would be great if you guys could introduce yourselves and how we all kind of know each other. I'm probably going to give like an intro of you guys. I haven't recorded it yet, but I can do that later on. But yeah, let me know. Tell me about yourselves. Sure. Hi. Uh, I know Patty. I met Patty in some publisher. Um, and then when she left Summit, we continued to be friends. She's my welcoming committee of one in Singapore. Always welcome. <laughs> Always game to watch Taylor Swift with me. Everybody um, is welcome. <laughs> crossing my fingers. Patty's the best. <laughs> She's been wanting me to go on this podcast for a while, but she she couldn't figure out what topic. Dreams do come true for me, and you just sent this article, so I think it's perfect that you come on the show to help talk about it. It's <laughs> and that leads us to Chingali. Uh, introduce yourself. Hi. So I know Patty from the same social circle as Macy does. We work sort of at the same company at different times, and so Ships in the we're night. also um, tarot friends. So we talk about that a lot. And Richard Madden friends. Yes, and uh, many types, <laughs> many other, many other types of friends. <laughs> so we're also in a WhatsApp group, and you know all our other social media groups are. Uh, it's called Future Media Empire because I guess we all share like common interests, and we want to create content that revolves around it. So I'll pimp more of that later on, uh, but. Macy actually sent this article to us on our WhatsApp group, and I hadn't clicked through yet to the article, but I knew that they had to come on. And also, as you know, I've been on this sort of hiatus, uh, and I just haven't had any drive to record or write or (laughs) publish anything, and so it was really nice Mm -hmm. to be encouraging of each other, and that's what Chengai and Macy have been these past couple of months, really just supporting me and encouraging me and yeah giving me a lot of things to think about and keeping me busy with our newsletter which I will talk about more later you notice I will keep mentioning it because I'm really quite proud of working with these girls who are quite inspiring and uh, I aspire to at least be a little more zen and chill like them I'm definitely the most anti-chill of the group. But anyway, this article came out on Refinery29, the website. <laughs> and it was written by yeah, an author named that. Shaney, right? Shaney? Shaney with an S. That's right. So it's Shaney Silver. And it really struck me 
and uh, I mean Macy sent it. So Macy, do you want to tell us like how you came about this article and mm-hmm. like what you were thinking when you sent it to our WhatsApp group? Because well, I definitely wanted to get in on it right away. Well, first of all, I'm turning 36. <laughs> so when it when it popped up on my feed, I mean I'm the target, right? So, but when I clicked it. And most of it like resonated with me because I think uh, I don't even remember when the last time I dated was. So it's been a long time. But I'm okay being single. Spoiler, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It took me a while to get to that point because everyone else would always be worried or... I guess concerned that I don't have a guy or if I'm not on these apps or etc. Like it's something to be worried about. So yeah. Thanks guys for your concern. No, but it's true. Uh it's definitely something that I don't know, I guess the aunts yeah, or people in your exactly. family kind of like society really reminds yeah. you of that being in a couple and that's better. how we i i guess we all grew up uh being brought up that way somehow that you grow up and become a wife or something right um, i resonated with it too because i am single and i'm fine spoiler um, she's also fine what, what, <laughs> What popped up was the like the social comparison really that happens all the time between those who aren't single and those who are. There's always like this pressure, air quotes, on people who are single to, to not be. And I think when you're in your thirties, it takes a while for you to, to grow out of that, to feel that pressure and to, to kinda get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, she talks about how, you know, you never know. I, am I jumping the gun? <laughs> no, it's fine. I love that part. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've heard that so many times until I feel like the people who say it to me are kind of sick of hearing themselves say it too. So it just kind of died down and now I'm fine and they're fine <laughs> and I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much, everybody, for caring Yeah, so much. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of, I grew up in a very tight-knit family. Uh, it wasn't overtly said that we shouldn't date while we were in high school, but we were also told to focus on our studies. Uh, I have like three brothers, I have two sisters, and out of the six of us, maybe two are in a relationship. One is married, go him. Interestingly enough, he also left home earliest, so he kind of had to grow up really fast, and he met his girlfriend who became his fiance in Singapore and Mm -hmm. now they're married and then I have a brother who's in a long distance relationship and yeah but the rest of us are single I don't know it's because we were like fiercely independent and like averse to relationships (laughs) I hope not um but yeah it's it's just that I grew up socializing with these people and really just not socializing anywhere else but my mom has always been very encouraging of us to really you know work it's not not necessarily focus on relationships, travel, and maybe just because she came from the point of view where 
you know, she met my dad when she was 16, and they got married when she turned 21, yeah. which is pretty bananas to mm-hmm. me. I was a child at 21. I can't imagine getting married, much more having children. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I hope she doesn't regret it, but I mean, I guess she's coming from the vein that she never tried it, and she wanted to encourage us to do things that didn't necessarily involve settling down. And it's such a foreign concept maybe for her generation, but I think for us... I, I don't know where this is coming from because it definitely wasn't from my family. They were quite supportive of independence and of singleness. So maybe it really is just society that puts like a but, premium on being yeah. in a couple. Um, couple is good but, or better. I don't know. It's not my family for sure. In the article, she mentions that her mom didn't want her to date until she was like in college. So same with me. Just a background, I'm an only girl. This is a very good point. In a family. <laughs> so I have three brothers. It's not, I, I'm not sure it, when my parents told me like I could date or not. But I knew that it was always mentioned that I had to finish school first. So like, even if I had a boyfriend in high school... It was frowned upon. You're such by a my rebel. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and then when I got into a relationship after college, it was fine because I was working already. But then when I wasn't dating anymore, <laughs> I don't know if they didn't like put up pressure on put pressure on me to date or get married. But of course, they would comment. Um, more more my aunts, I think. Definitely the aunties. The people around me would say, like, oh, um, you're getting older. <laughs> when are you getting married? And then, yeah. And then eventually, like, so at first, I, I'd be sad, like, What's wrong with me? <laughs> Why am I not married, right? And then all my batchmates started getting married, having babies. And then for a while, you think, like, I'm being left behind. So I don't know with you guys if that's how you feel with your friends who yeah, are, like, in sure. a relationship or having babies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I felt that. Not now, but before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like last week? I think you have to no, go I. I, I really don't want to go this. It's just, it's, it's so, I just want to skip this part of like, you know, trying so hard. Um, because um, I remember when I was younger, I wanted to get married by 25. Whoa. And then when I turned 20, yeah. And then when I got, uh, when I turned 25, and I, I don't think I had a boyfriend. I, I panicked a bit. Like, oh no, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Maybe when I turned thirty or a little after that, that's when I realized that I didn't have to pressure myself, or I didn't have to follow like someone else's pace, uh-huh. if you can call it that. Wait. My background is similar to Macy because I have three brothers and I'm the only girl. Mm. And like you both, 
my parents and fam immediate family never pressured me. In fact, they kind of deterred me from from all you know from relationships and all of that. The school was the most important thing. And growing up, I had this very clear picture of how things would pan out for me. So I would be like the good girl, not have a boyfriend in high school. And then start college, single. And then by 19, so that's like second year of college, I get into a relationship. And this was like me in high school, okay? So my plan for myself is that 19, get a boyfriend, and then get married at 31 or 32. So I... And all my all my friends were really shocked because everyone, I, I guess, at that age, everyone thinks like twenty five is super old, and twenty five is when you get married and have kids, right? So but I, I I felt like I had foresight and, and thought that I would start that in my early thirties. And of course, my early thirties came and went, and nothing happened. Um, I think the pressure comes when you reach that time of your life when everyone seems to be getting buried at the same time. And so you're going to yes. wedding after wedding after wedding. And you're always... Yes, I agree. You're always the guest and you're always the one, you know, you're always the one planning the shower. You're always the one going to the bridesmaid fitting and always the one throwing the party and everything. And, and you're, you're kind of alone. <laughs> so that, that kind of puts the pressure on. And it's also about the time when the, the aunties start asking questions. These and, aunties. you know, all the gossip mongers in the family start talking behind your back. And then eventually, I think this is how it, 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 it dies down. When those friends who got married all at the same time start having kids. Thank God. And everyone kind of just forgets about, about, about you not getting married. Because they're too busy. They're too busy, you know, focusing on their kids and doing whatever that they kind of forget. They kind of forget about then the, you, putting the pressure on you. And then you find friends who are single like you. Yay! And then you hang like out with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think and then for you me also, kind of not feel the pressure. When it turns and yeah, you become the only single one, when, when everything turns and you become the only single one, you kind of become the source of interest for everybody because suddenly your life is a lot more quote-unquote interesting than everyone else's. So that's where they, they ask if you're dating or what. But if you're, not, if you're not doing that, suddenly you're, at least with me, I realized that my life was, was um, interesting enough. Like I didn't have to you know, be part of a couple because comparing myself to others, this, this time it's me who's doing the comparing traveling more i was accomplishing more i mean more more is a relative term but uh, you know I, I felt like i was doing stuff with my with my time that wasn't not worth well, that was worthwhile yeah. for sure i think it's definitely interesting to focus on yourself and all of that but i think growing up it really was just yeah like the premium was you know being in a couple was not necessarily the best thing but it was better I don't, I like being single. I enjoy my freedom. I like, you know, but I, I always look back, like, at what point could I have, you know, done this? I went to UP, I went to the state university, and I was in a course where there were no boys. So, you know, <laughs> I, I tell myself that, like, oh, maybe if I, you know, I guess if I went to a school where there were more boys, it would be, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm fooling myself. But I also went to an all girls high school. 
and I wasn't exactly one of the popular kids, so it wasn't like I would be the heartthrob at a soiree. Mm-hmm. So I and then I went to work at Summit, and it's just that like all these different opportunities. I feel like college would have been a great place to meet boys, but unfortunately for my course, broadcast communication, <laughs> there just were it was the gays. I didn't I, meet anyone and. I didn't meet anyone in college either. I mean, in UP. So <laughs> what is up not. with UP? I mean, I, my friends who went to Ateneo <laughs> all seem to get boyfriends. I don't know if this is a stereotype I put in it. I always joke that, hey, maybe if I went to Ateneo, I'd be taken. But it's really so funny because until now, I look back and I try to figure out if I had done something differently, would things have gone differently for me? And why bother? Why bother looking to the past? But unlike you guys i don't know i've i've just never ever been in a relationship before and i guess that's where i'm kind of fixated I on i never had a boyfriend oh my god chingai this is like news to me how how did i not know this i i don't i mean i'm glad we're in the same boat but like uh well good to know i have like a comrade in arms and i feel so much better now <laughs> no i'm just kidding but i guess it's just i don't know all this you never know really gets to me and i'm still wondering yeah. like Where is this coming from? And you know, I don't know. You never know. It's fine, Patty. But it's true. It's true that you do never know. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I am tired. No, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I just want to read that Yeah, I'm fine. Because <laughs> when I say I'm okay being single, I'm not against being in a cop, uh, being in a relationship. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's that, right? I think, but I yeah. think it's the it's the proactiveness in me. It's the fact that I'm still trying. I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's good that you're trying. Like sometimes I wish I were that proactive. Because I'm like I'm like the opposite. I'm like inactive. I don't try. Dormant. So, yeah. So I think I think it's a good thing that you're exhausting your resources. Don't you want to try? Um, for a Both time, I, I did, and then I and then I didn't. So you know, I'm I'm like I don't think I'll ever join a dating app. And then I used to. Be, and that's also super commendable. Yeah, I mean it's just prep. I think props to you guys who do it and then go on dates. But I used to be averse to being set up also. And then, I don't know, I, I forget when I told this friend of mine who's been asking me that I said, sure, why not? And then the moment I said, sure, why not? <laughs> She ran out of people to introduce <laughs> to me. <laughs> so, I mean, Maze. it's not like I don't try, right? But there, I think I don't try hard enough, air quotes, because I'm okay with being single. So it's more of, okay, sure, if I meet someone, then fine. But I'm at that point now that it's not, like a top concern the, i don't know if that makes sense the thing about like the, the setups like 
my friends. So when everyone was still single, everyone was setting up each other, right? And I was never the one that they set up. And it kind of, it, it made me wonder, like, what, what, what's wrong with me? How come I'm never the one that they ask? You know, they, they never want to introduce anyone to me. And if, if, it, if they did, it was like I had to force them to do it. So, <laughs> I just kind of got used to the fact that, that yeah, I'm not, I'm not the I'm not the top of mind when it comes to that. And maybe that kind of helped um, ease me into the part where I just don't want to do it anymore. I, yeah, I think doing this podcast makes people think I'm top of mind, but I'm also a bit like lazy now. And I'm just like at the start of the year, I was like, yes, let's do this. Go, go, go. Everything. All the apps. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And now I'm just like, eh. I don't know. I, I or guess maybe like, do you, do you think yeah. you're tired because but you started late also? And then you went full, and then you went like ahead. I know that could be a factor also. Yeah, I I burned out too quickly because I tried everything like right away. Right away. That's true because I didn't date at all when and I was. And then yeah. you wanted a relationship right away, right? Or I mean, <laughs> that's what you, right? Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it, it's true though because. I, I again I think I spoke about this in a previous because you never had a boyfriend I never had a boyfriend and I when you were younger yep, yeah yep. and I figured that if I started trying which is now whenever I put myself mm-hmm. to something I get results I want to exercise I will do it I see results I you know yeah. I apply for a job I see results it's it's also rejection but at, at the end of the day like I find a job like I'm still employed so it's uh, I think that's what baffled me is that I, I, how, why am I not getting? It's not the it's same. It's not the same. I know, yeah. I know, and, and also like, and I know that there is the argument that I am getting results. It's just not positive. I'm learning, and I'm learning from all of this, and I'm better, and I'm getting better at it. But I think it's just a satiation point for me, where I'm like, all right, I'm good for now. And so I always take these breaks from it. Like I, I took a break last, like every every year as I venture into this, and in the what four four years I've been doing this, almost four years I've been trying. It's just like I'll go like full speed for like six, seven months and then I'll rest for another three months and then I'll get back at it. So I don't know because it's just there are these ebbs and flows of this longing to be in a relationship. And when I'm like these past couple of months, I've been busy. I, I've been traveling. So it hasn't been there. But now that I'm back again to my routines and I'm back to the daily grind of it and then the longing sets in again. So I think, I don't know, do you guys, I mean, the longing obviously is still there for you guys. It's just that how do you deal, like how, what did you guys do to be able to kind of put it at bay? Because right, like at, at first for me, it was like, you know, mandatory. It's, it's uh, must, I, I need it to like go on. But now it's kind of like lower down in my mm-hmm. priority list of like, now it's like a, okay, good to have, but like not a must, you know. So I don't know how you guys were able to temp down the the longing of sorts you know how they say like it comes when you're not looking <laughs> for it so, so like, it's not early, true <laughs> that's what i was like okay i'm gonna work on myself because that's when everything's gonna fall into place and i guess I mean, it's half true because like when i did you know just concentrate on me and do all these things that I wanted versus, you know, making myself better for someone else or to impress someone or what. I just totally forgot about that other aspect of, you know, being with someone because I just was so focused on me. And so it didn't work because, you know, it didn't, 
I guess, fall into place in terms of a relationship when I was working on myself. But at the same time, it did work because then I didn't want it anymore because I was just kind of happy dating myself. Dating yourself sounds fabulous. I would totally date mm-hmm. you as well, Chingai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure when, like, when it changed for me. But maybe because my past relationships all ended like similarly, and then after that, I was like, and then all my other friends were still with the same guys they were with in like say college or high school so i was part of me was like i don't want to meet anyone and then like not end up with them me you get what i mean yeah so there was a part of my life i guess that i consciously didn't want to date i guess because i didn't want to be disappointed which is, I mean, no one does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you realize that even if you're not with someone, it's like not the end of the world. For like, sure. Life goes, right? And, and then I started to spend more time on myself, I guess. And then with friends who weren't attached and then it didn't feel like I had to be with someone. That's good. I mean, obviously my whole like Philippine existence, uh, at least when I was in Summit, I, I definitely hung out with the single girls and was enjoying it. And then I moved to Singapore. And yeah. here is when I had a group of friends and everybody was in relationships or everybody was taken. And also like I'm like, oh, I'm here. I should try it. I'm, I'm free, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, like I can do what I want in a sense. And yeah trying to be in a relationship is what I wanted and so I think it's just yeah I think uh, this article was super helpful in a sense that it it kind of gives me like a road map of sorts or like a a framework by which to and listening to you guys as well that there is a light mm-hmm. at this yeah. tunnel of I can I will <laughs> yeah, be fine and like course. no I know but it's just it's just it's quite daunting now and but you can't I think you can't will yourself to get to that point, I know I'm, I'm trying I think to will, it will myself. Happen naturally. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> as always. Go. Also, also with relationships, I mean, unfortunately, it's something you can't will. <laughs> I mean, you can get yeah, yourself, exactly. you can get yourself to that place where you're ready, but then there's no, you can't, you know, Jedi mind trick someone else. I know I've tried. It did work. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a rom-com script, you know, like <laughs> Jedi mind tricking someone. But yeah, obviously that's, that's definitely not the case. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> oh man. But you never but know. But you never know. <laughs> I like this part of the article where she said, and I quote, I will be in a couple one day. I think it's possible to look forward to that without focusing in on it so much that I ignore all the good I have right now. There are wonderful mm-hmm. things about being in a relationship too. They've just had top billing too long. End of quote. I, I like I think that's like the mantra of my year. <laughs> I it's not that I'm not even grateful. Like I love my independence. I like that I can pick up and go when I want, do anything I want, because it's all just really about me. But I think, yeah, I mean, it's the one day, right? It's the one day, and I guess in my brain, change of perspective, 
to make it so that the wonderful things about being single is what is top of mind for me rather than the wonderful things about being of what I'm missing being in a couple mm-hmm. but yeah that, that was nice <laughs> <laughs> I, it is nice it's so funny because the, the quote before she said like I make all my decisions without consulting anyone and I spend and save money how and where I want I watch Moonstruck is what she said but I would replace it with to all the boys I've loved before <laughs> And she's only watched it five times a year, guys. We've watched this movie collectively, probably minimum like 30 times. So I think I want to... In like, in like two weeks. <laughs> so which brings me to a segue to pimp our newsletter. I mean, this was clearly a great article and I think it definitely inspired me to be more present and grateful for what I have. And I will bug you girls more as I go on this journey. But I wanted to thank you guys for joining me. If you wanted to, like, if you had any last words for me, lol. Um, because we won't talk after this. Um, but I guess just things to, <laughs> things to leave me by. Because clearly you guys are fine. You're more than fine. You're great. And I want to get there. And I think, and I know I will. I think it's really just, like, Again, not willing it to happen. But yeah, any any last thoughts on the article or on this topic no, in general? I think, I think you're fine, Tati. <laughs> I think you need to go through it. Oh, I don't <laughs> and want... You, you... <laughs> and who knows? You never, you never know. know. <laughs> 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 what if one day you wake up not wanting to date? And then that day you meet the guy. Oh my I mean, gosh. who's to say who's that's to say? not gonna happen? We right? don't. You never know. You never know. That's true. Exactly. So, the, the, so I I think you should just go where your heart takes you. How cheap? How cheesy? But like, what you feel is good for you. That's what you do. So if you wanna date, then do it. If you wanna rest. And spend more time um, with yourself. That's fine, also. But don't. I guess don't put so much pressure on yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Mace. Chingai. Um, um, as someone who's on the other end of thirty, of the thirties. Not the um, other other end. Just like thereabouts. No, I am on the other end. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on the exact opposite end of the 30s. <laughs> oh, girl! Yeah, so... We're like, we're like the whole spectrum. We're the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. So as someone who's um, at least lived through this, this period of life, I think that you're just at the beginning. And there's so many things that are, are going to happen. And the 30s are great because you're not stupid like you were in your 20s. That's true. So even if you think you're making mistakes the stupid mistakes right now they are they're not as stupid they are less yeah, stupid not, they are <laughs> they are <laughs> and you're gonna get smarter and things are gonna get better and yeah there's, there's nowhere to go but up yeah yes okay. my sister-in-law told me on my 30th birthday that 
it was the best dec- uh, parang welcome to the best decade of your life so I love we your are there <laughs> FYI not that she doesn't know this oh my gosh if she listens she'll hear this I better cut it out okay she might <laughs> I know <laughs> leave it in leave it in no cutting it out okay um, but yeah thanks guys thanks for thanks for the we are oh it's super interesting that we are on the uh, all, all on the spectrum early mm-hmm. mid no I didn't I didn't realize, realize me that. too me too yeah Oh well, yeah, and so and now I uh, invite everyone to please subscribe <laughs> to the five people listening. That isn't Macy and Chingai when they listen to themselves after. No, so Macy and Chingai and I have actually been working on a little pet project of ours, as uh, we call it. Uh, well, our future media empire. We have a newsletter going on, and we're currently on volume two, which releases. I think Friday. So this, when I release this um, podcast, it may already have gone out. But in case I edit really quickly, um, <laughs> then I'll be able to say subscribe before it go- goes out tomorrow. Um, yeah, Macy Chingai, you want to talk about like what we wrote about in like the first or the second one? I think it just started when we kept sending each other like links or Instagram posts of people we like or things we like and then it was John Mayer <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and then I don't remember who said let's start a newsletter but it seemed like a good idea and then it took us like it took us like a month and a right. half to <laughs> or something even yeah, longer two months to get it started but yeah and then but see and then we followed up I know. Pretty quickly, I think. I'm, I thought we would do it like a month end later, of the year or something. No, and I, I really like it because it forces but, me to write because because like, I'm held accountable. That's one of the things I miss, like writing, ju- for no reason at all. Yeah, <laughs> like writing about something you love, and then I don't know. It's just so easy to work on this with you guys. Aww. I love working on it. Me too. No, and I love it when you when someone sends first, and then everybody just kind of like builds on it. And it it was really interesting because yeah. like the John Mayer, and it's yeah. never the same thing. That's true. It's all very different right. perspectives. And like the John Mayer, the vo- so volume one was about our collective love for John Mayer, who is often misunderstood in the media or portrayed as like some Lothario like strange guy but he's actually quite charming and obviously his work is just amazing and we talked about our collective love of it so that, that was volume one we're huge fans of his instagram Super. stories i think everyone should just follow him <laughs> on instagram just for the instagram stories because it's insane it's so entertaining yet poignant and thoughtful and sometimes shockingly deep so it's always a grab bag um but yeah Chengai, yeah sorry he feels like one of us yeah he does yeah, he feels like one of us agree yeah. i really agree and Chengai, you want to talk about what happens what they can expect in volume two which again will be released in the, like the next couple of hours okay so volume two is all about our collective love for to all the boys i've loved before which i think has been like a global phenomenon <laughs> 80 million <laughs> everyone's everyone's love for the romantic comedy of which there has been a big void yep okay. right, for the last couple of years so uh, yeah we talk about how how we relate how we relate this this movie to our lives even if we're not in high school anymore yep so guys please subscribe uh, i'll include a link in the description and yeah uh visit 
Macy at MacyAlcaraz.com. And I mean, Vincent Chingai at her many websites, including which is Say Super. How do you, how, how do I say that? Like, I don't even know how to say, say super. Yeah. Is it, is it, did I say it right? Because it's, 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 but it's on hiatus. Oh, it's so. on hiatus. So <laughs> yeah. I think both of your stuff are on hiatus, but yeah, yeah. Um, Practical Magic, I guess. Practical Magic. Practical Magic. All right. Yeah. So please follow my friends who I obviously am obsessed with enough to invite them on a show Mm -hmm. when I talk to them daily. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed our little (laughs) chat. And I'll also post a link to the article by Shaney because I think it's definitely a nice little turning point and a nice little inspirational kind of like, yay, there is. It's okay. We will be fine. Everything will be okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. Bye. Funny story, guys. As I was editing, for some reason, I accidentally deleted the first 20 minutes of the interview. My portion of it. So I tried re-recording it, listening to what Macy and Chingai were saying. But if I don't make sense for like half of it, it's because I literally tried to recreate it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you for sticking around after the long hiatus. I'll see you guys soon. I will try my best to be better. Thanks.